Friends, welcome to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of March 20th. And as is our practice before we jump in to this week's content and to my special guests, let's take a moment to center ourselves in the presence of God, to turn our hearts and our attention to Jesus, and to let everything else go, if only for a few minutes. So we begin with benevolent detachment. We begin with release, taking a few moments to give your day and the email and the things that have happened already this week or the things you know are coming that that have you, to just let all that go, to cast all that on God for a few moments. Jesus, we do. We give everyone and everything to you. And we pray for union. Restore our union. Jesus, restore my heart and soul, my mind and strength by the presence of the living God within me and all around me. Restore our union and come and meet us today in this podcast. Let this be time out of time, time spent with you. Amen. Well, I mentioned special guests this week, which is the, let's see, third installment in a series we're doing on the sacred romance. I have Stacy, my wife, and our dearest, dearest friend, Sue, in the studio. Hi. Hi, John. Hey, welcome, gals. It's great to be with you. And thank you for bringing a feminine voice to this. Um, It felt really appropriate to do that as we're kind of journeying along. Yes. Really beautiful to hear Brent's voice Mm, last week. Yes. Um, But it really felt good to to bring uh, a feminine heart and voice into the conversation. We'll probably do about five episodes in this. Oh, okay in this sacred romance series. And as I was saying, when we opened it up, we live in a love story set in a world at war. And a lot of the time in our lives, the war in all its various forms can really kind of have more of our attention, the crisis, the latest, you know, emergency, the pressures, the heartache, or the heartache of others around us can really begin to dominate our perspective. And so we just thought it would be refreshing and true and good for everyone to come back to, no, 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 let's come back to the beautiful things as well. The heart of God, the heart he's given us, the story that we live in that, that is a love story. And so um, I was thinking this morning as I was preparing that it is an incredible turning point in anyone's life when we come to almost like an epiphany, we come to a realization that our heart matters. Not just, you know, what we do, coming through, being a good person, loving others, but that our heart, our unique, special, quirky heart matters. And, it, and then it matters to God. And 
that's where all of this was really born uh, for Brent and I, and and then into you know the ministry that was born out of it was that the heart really does matter. And I can remember, I can remember, I'm driving in my truck one day, and into the mountains, which I love, and I'm going fishing, which I love. And I remember just sort of this realization of, wait, like you love this too. And you love doing this with me. Like my heart matters. My heart matters to you. That that is a joyful moment. (laughs) It is. It'll change your world. Right? Yeah, change your life. Do you, do you remember when that began to dawn in your life? Do you remember when the shift from kind of performance to heart? Yeah, I can remember mm. asking for that shift yes. because it was like after many, many, many years of duty and obligation and that I just like, is this all there is, God? Yes. Is, and and so once I asked the question, it felt like it gave him the opportunity then to come and, well, let me show you. Mm. So, yeah, and even like you mentioning fishing, um, I was thinking about, like, even when I was little, like, I had these neighbors that were, like, they saw my heart. They saw me. And, like, to look back now and see that that was God showing up for my heart through Mm -hmm. them and the joys of childhood and then seeing God bring that back mm. into today. Yes. And one of them is fishing. Though I did, never fished as a little girl, I played in a creek that was behind our house. Ooh, those can be magical for little ones. Oh, it was awesome. And just in the last year, I've been invited into fly fishing. And I can't really say that I'm a fisher person. <laughs> But, like, I just realized that I'm standing in a river, mm. and it's that same joy mm. as back then. And so God is letting me see that my heart mattered then. Yes. And it matters today that he's bringing it back. I want to grab a couple things from that. Okay. Um, first, you are a very responsible person taking care of your parents, showing up at work for all these years. You just, right, get it done. And that's a very beautiful quality. But over time, the heart gets buried under that, under responsibility and just the things we have to do. Right. And coming to the remembrance, this is a big part of the sacred romance idea. Yeah. Is the remembrance that, wait, you were actually pursuing my heart when I was a child. Right, right. Through creeks and bicycles and favorite neighbors or a grandparent or, right? Yeah. Stories, books that we loved. Like, God, before I knew you, you were romancing me. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really big idea. Oh, it's huge. And he has to open our eyes to do that. We can ask him like you asked him, open my eyes to Mm. see and it recasts a vision of our childhood, Mm. our young adulthood, all of it to see that God has been involved. And why? Because he's after our hearts, because he loves us. This for me, it did. It changed everything. 
it was the most huge shift in my life. I, I loved God. Um, and like you involved in Bible study and teaching and the word and definite desire to please him. Yes. And then I had the privilege of going through those um, sessions that you and Brent gave back yes. at Glen Erie all those years ago. Yes. And it started to open up my mind and my heart to the possibility that he cares about my heart. Okay, what? Yes. And then that he likes me, that he made me on purpose like this, that there's an intimacy available with him that um, increases over our lifetime. And I love that you started the narrative of that it is a love story that supersedes the battle. Yes, it That's does. That's over it. That's the true story. And we do get lost in the others. But when we have our feet planted on the reality of the larger story that God is telling and who we are to his heart, it it enables us to stand against the storms. It gives us perspective on the other things that are happening because we're hated because we belong to God. So I have shared this story, but I love this story because it was the first time, but not the last time. It was way back at the beginning of having read the sacred romance, which everybody on the planet needs to read. And, um, going for a walk. It was one of those tag your it times as a, as a mom where you came home and it was, it's better for everybody if I get out of the house. Mm -hmm. So I did. <laughs> and it was a cold night. It was a beautiful night. And, um, the stars were exceptionally gorgeous that night. And I began complimenting God on them. Good job on the stars, God, that, you know, well done. Those are really beautiful. And I heard within my heart, the sentence, I'm glad you like it, my darling. What? There was a couple things there. I never had a response like that, that I sensed his presence. But also he called me my darling. And I didn't know if that was okay. Am I making this up? Can the God of the mm. universe call me such an endearment? I loved it, but I doubted it. And then that night, right before bed, reached for the Bible on our nightstand, opened it up surreptitiously to Song of Songs, my eyes fell on, how beautiful you are, my darling. Mm. It was him. Yes. It was him. And even yes. when I was failing and a blow it, he saw me and named me as beautiful. So that pulls back the curtain on, on what are you seeing, God? Mm. What is it that you love? Mm. My heart matters. Yes. You see me. Mm. And you are wooing my heart into deeper places with you and, and into special things that you have for me, right? Yes. It's both. It's, it's the wooing towards the intimacy, but also the wooing towards, hey, you know, I've, I want to go do this together. Mm. want to, yeah, let's take a walk. Let's go for a bike ride. Let, I have a trip for you. I have a song for you. I have a book for you. Like, the gifts that come? Yes. I love that you call him the ageless romancer. Right, Sue? Because the wooing, I mean, he woos us out of our sin. He woos us out of brokenness. He woos us out of loneliness. He's sending love notes all the time to us. Um, and and to begin to believe them, receive them, it, it enables my heart to dive deeper into his and then it becomes a reciprocal love, a response mm. to his amazing, mm. amazing, immeasurable love. 
how has the romance been manifesting lately? Or has it? Because, you know, we do go through periods where it feels dry. Mm -hmm. We do. We go through desert periods in our lives. But has it been expressing itself in the last year? Well, for me, it, it does kind of go back to what I mentioned before, like realizing that I had a lot of buried desire of mm. just getting to experience his wildness and wilderness. Mm. Yeah. And so that's been reawakened in me by him bringing me Dave and Dave enjoying the outdoors so much. So all the things that I had to set aside under what I thought was my responsibility that you talked of um, is is like he's unearthing it. And, and I never honestly expected to get it back. Especially at this point in your life. Yeah, exactly. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm in my 60s. That's for younger people. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I think of like another way is, is riding my bike. I always love riding my bike and would ride my bike, but I was a fair weather bike rider. And this winter I've gotten out almost every weekend. What? Yeah. It's just wonderful. And yeah. it's that thing of like, I I have to fight the fact that you're 60 years old. You shouldn't be out there riding your bike on icy <laughs> roads and, you know. You might fall. I know. But I might break something. <laughs> but, it, it, like, it's it sounds silly, like, to say it out loud, but it's really the thought process that mm -hmm. goes through my head. Mm -hmm. So um, just being outside, getting to be outside, getting to be in his creation. Okay, let me give a little more texture to this. Okay. So when I heard that Sue was backpacking, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I, that's amazing. And yeah. then I hear Sue skiing and what? I yeah. didn't know you. And then Sue's in a river fly fishing and all I these know. things I'm, are I, they're, opening up. Yeah, they're opening up. And and it's more than those things, right? It's yes. not those things. It's it is that um, breaking the crust off oh. of my heart, my desires, my longings, um, and you know, life coming to them. Mm. And it is it God's wooing, God's mm. pursuit, and mm. um, just knowing that. Even in those things that I love, like 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 how you described it in the truck going fishing that day, like he loves it too, right? That's a really big idea. Yeah, yeah, and it, it blowing me away even in this moment, like to think of, oh wow, that that is him. Yes, he is him, and he loves doing it with you. Right, mm. right. Mm. Okay, I'm going to read something from the Sacred Romance. This is under the chapter, The Beloved. The gospel says that we, who are God's beloved, created a cosmic crisis. It says we too were stolen from our true love and that he launched the greatest campaign in the history of the world to get us back. God created us for intimacy with him. When we turned our back on him, he promised to come for us. He sent personal messengers. He used beauty and affliction to recapture our hearts. After all else failed, he conceived the most daring of plans, 
under the cover of night, he stole into the enemy's camp incognito, the ancient of days disguised as a newborn. The incarnation, as Phil Yancey reminds us, was a daring raid into enemy territory. I could go on, but oh, come on. What Jesus did, that the heart of God is to win us for himself, not so that we um, get in line or be good soldiers or just obey him better. It's because he loves us and he Mm. wants us. So I love the scripture that says, if you love me, you will obey me. And I read it not as proof that you love me, but as a natural outflow. If you love me, you'll obey me. Yeah. So to have this world cast as, I am the pursuit of his heart, and Jesus never changes. I am still, as you are who are listening, the pursuit of his heart to woo and win you for himself. And there's always more. There's more of my heart. There's more of him to know. And wow, that is just the best. It is. I I kind of go through seasons where I feel his wooing, his presence, more deeply than others. And I love it when he gives me heart rocks because every heart rock I see, it feels like, and I love you. Mm -hmm. And there have been times on hikes where literally every step is a heart rock. I mean, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Like you are so extravagant. And I, I haven't actually seen one for quite a while. And then last week, kind of clawing my way back into faith, Um, loving him, knowing he's real, but not sensing him and just really more aware of my lack. And I went for a walk and the first step, there was a heart rock. I know. And it was him as one of his kisses. Even now, even now, Stacey, even in the midst, you are what matters to me. Mm. I see you. It's your Mm. beautiful heart. Mm. So also part of it is, is beginning to believe that it's true what he says about the way he sees us, not the way the world sees us or our history has seen us or what's been screamed over us, but what does he say? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a really funny heart story. So I kind of got the heart rock thing started in our community. Sure did. (laughs) And, and it was, it was, yeah, it was a way of God winking. It was, they were winks right? You'd be hiking along and there it is. And you go, oh, okay. You know, thank you. I love you too. Thanks for reminding me you're in this. You're right here. My heart matters to you. Um, but there was a period where I was seeking answers. And I'm on a, I was on a walk one day. I was on a hike and I kept getting these heart rocks. And I'm like, I don't want heart rocks. <laughs> I want answers. Okay. I'm mad. I'm like, Knock it off with this romance stuff. <laughs> we need to solve some things. We need to fix right? some things, please. Okay. It stopped. Oh, no. It stopped for quite a while. And I didn't notice that it had stopped until it had been a while. And I'm like, wow, oh, that's weird. You're not, you're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was, I was, it was fall. I was bow hunting. It was cutting through a pasture and I'm like, how come you don't give me, how come you don't give me hearts anymore? Because it would be heart clouds, you know, all kinds of things, a right? Heart air bubble inside of a roll that you cracked open. Yes, I mean, right. it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, the heart <laughs> on the foam on your latte yeah. and all that. Like, yes. So 
yeah, the romance coming, coming, coming in all these different ways that it completely shut down. And it's like, oh, so now you're back. <laughs> now, yeah, you done pouting? <laughs> and I look down and there is a cow pie. <laughs> I swear to you, in the perfect shape of a heart. Oh my goodness. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how that cow yeah. pooped a heart. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah. Well, you see, it was. It wasn't rebuke. It wasn't mean. I'm only going to give you cow pie hearts now. <laughs> it was the most playful, yeah. funny way of saying hi. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, are we back? You know? Yeah, it was really great. I really wished I had kept it. Or at least taken a photo yeah. of it. I left it outside somewhere. Let's say that. <laughs> it really shows the priority of his heart. We want answers. He wants to give us his love. Yes. We do want answers. We do need guidance. And he promises Mm. that. But his Mm. priority Mm. is Mm. claiming us. Yeah, Yeah. us. So, friends listening, if this is a new thought to you, that your heart matters, that the the heart is everything. The heart is where the action is. The heart is what? God and the devil are warring over in the world. If this is a new thought, as it was for each of us at one point in our lives, Mm -hmm. like, Sue, where do you pick up the trail? What did you do to begin to, like, let this into your life? Mm. Well, it actually took a while. It wasn't an overnight thing. Um, There was actually a lot of pain involved with so if my heart matters, where is he? It almost felt like it got worse before it got better, mm. to be honest. I would hear the heart rock stories and I would I would feel, well, where's where's my heart rocks? Or, you know, why do you love her more than me? Or I would do the comparison thing. Yeah. And that that just yes. sunk my heart even more. Yes. But um I think persistence of mm. just wanting it to be true and needing it to be true, I just kept asking. Mm. That's really good. That's so good. That's good. I think we have to pause on the, on the issue of pain and heartache because what we say as we're introducing the idea in chapter one of the book, indeed, if we will listen, a sacred romance calls to us through our heart every moment of our lives. It whispers to us on the wind, invites us through the laughter of good friends, reaches out to us through the touch of someone we love. We've heard it in our favorite music, sensed it at the birth of a first child, been drawn to it while watching the shimmer of a sunset on the ocean. But here's the thing. The romance is even present in times of great personal suffering. Something calls to us through the experiences and rouses an inconsolable longing deep within our hearts. You see, the romance is there in the pain because the pain is attached to the deepest things of your heart. The pain is coming from desire Mm -hmm. and longing, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. The, the heartache is expressing it, and we can chase it through that yeah. and go, what is it I am longing for? 
what is it I miss? What is it that I, I need? And to then ask and ask and like, please come into this, come into the heartache, meet me here in this loss, meet me in my suffering. It's not that the romance is just great Hawaiian vacations that God gives you, right? right. It, yeah, that, you know, you win the car or whatever, that it is in the pain of our lives as well because your heart is down in there. Yes. And it's your heart that needs to be recovered in those places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And John, do you think it sometimes rises up with the knowledge somewhere deep inside that it's not supposed to be like this? Yeah, exactly. There's something in us that knows. Yes. Even, even in our addictions. Mm -hmm. And I remember was a young counselor and I was asking Brent one day, was, why, why doesn't God, I, we had these beautiful clients who loved God, who were struggling with some pretty severe chemical addictions. And I'm like, why doesn't he just take it away? Or, or, or there were some sexual addictions too. Why doesn't he just take it away? And Brent said, because there is a golden part of their heart that is trapped down in there. Mm -hmm. And if God just wiped it all away, we couldn't recover that golden, precious part of their heart. It's that's what he's after. You have to go down in there and fight for it. Yeah, right. Yeah, the battle for the heart. Yeah. I think we all know that it's in the times of our deepest pain where we have come to know him more deeply. Not at first. There might be a lot of blame. Mm -hmm. Anger. So, yes. Yep. So much sorrow. And when we choose to cry out to him. Yes. To be with him in it instead yes. of blaming him for it. Yes. We do come to know him. He yes. is the God who is acquainted with grief, the man of sorrows. We're yes. not alone in it. Right. Yeah. I just think it's really important to say that because it is a love story set in a world at war. There is a lot of heartache. And a deep, deep part of the romance is the recovery of the lost places of our hearts, mm -hmm. right? As you were describing, even here in the last year, desires you didn't even know were there. Yeah. Things coming to the surface, things being reborn out of years of heartache, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I remember first getting the revelation that the things I loved, uh, roses, let's just say that, were actually planted in my heart to draw me to him. Mm -hmm. he, he loved them. He knew I loved them. So we started doing that more. But can I go back to your question about how, how did you pursue the romance? Or yeah. How did he, yeah. Um, for me, it was really in worship because um, in a place of just Okay, thank you, Daryl Evans, and let the river flow, which was on repeat at our house. Nineteen eighty-eight or ninety-eight. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Loved it. Just this anointed worship, and I, when I could, have extended time worshiping God. I would feel His presence, and um, and occasionally, not with my natural eyes, with my spiritual eyes, I would see Him. And that just, oh, that just drew my heart so much 
to his, I would just feel such love and an outpouring of his love for me that that's why it's like, yeah, let's go worship because that's where I encounter him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to a listener who is longing to experience more of this, but not there yet? Mm. What would you, how would you counsel a friend? I would, I would say actually to do what Sue did. Ask for it. Pray that your eyes are open so that you see it. Because the truth is, God is calling to you and has been and still is wooing your heart every day of your life. But, but we miss it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, two things. Reveal the truth of it to me. Come for me and open my eyes that I would see it. Mm. And let it have its way with me because, mm. because that begins to be his love is the balm for our hearts. His love is what begins to bring healing and perspective and all of it. So, yeah. And I do that. I'll open my eyes, God. Yes. Reveal who you really are yes. to me. Yes. Yeah. I think it doesn't have to be a heart rock. Like, like Stacy just said, just be willing to open your eyes to see what it is that speaks to you. It mm-hmm. might be, you know. Music. Music. Food. Yeah. A good, movie. Yeah. A song that comes on the radio that just answers exactly what yeah. you're asking Oh, here's moment. mine too. The sunrise oh, and sunsets. Yes. You know, get outside. Yes. Like just yes. set aside some time yes. and space. Yes. yes. I think. Critically important. I'm going to take a risk to say, and if you are in a religious environment that does not speak of the heart, fight for the heart, heal the heart. If, if you're in a religious environment that totally neglects the heart or even preaches against it, right? The Jeremiah 17, 9 crowd, you know, the heart is deceitfully wicked. What are you talking about? We can't go into the heart. You go, yeah, that was the Old Testament. God brought the new covenant, a new heart I will give you, a new spirit I will put within you. You know, it's just been listening to Romans lately. And Paul writes in Romans, he's like, look, the external stuff is not the point. He says, a true Jew is one whose heart has been turned to God. Mm. He says, circumcision is of the heart by the spirit of God right? It's the new heart. Mm-hmm. So if you're in, in a religious environment that is crushing, suffocating, I would recommend getting out of it. Because in this ancient war over the human heart, the enemy has used religion very, very successfully to bury the heart. And you got to fight for it. You are in a fight for your heart. We are all in a fight with God for our hearts and for the hearts of others. So if that's a if you're in a suffocating environment or worse, you you might think seriously about getting out of that so that your heart can come to the surface, that you can get into a fellowship of others who are pursuing the life of the heart. Yes, you can which is, come alive. Which is partly what happened to you, Sue. Yeah. Y- you know, you for sure. We were praying over a staff member, and I said something to the effect of, now we need to be really careful. Because working here will ruin you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For anything less. And 
And then I looked at you and I said, it's okay. You had just come to work oh, for us. Oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I, I looked at you and said, it's okay. God said we could ruin you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because you were coming out of a pretty religious environment. Oh, absolutely. If for many years, even yeah. yeah, a lot of years of that. But yeah. yes, I do remember that so well. And I'm like, like, I wish you all could see my face right now because it's like, oh my gosh. So we're sitting in a staff meeting in the basement of your your house and we all worked from home. And I, I've worked for a lot of years yes. at yes. a couple Christian organizations. Yeah. And um, yeah, we would pray over things. But this seriously is the first time that we prayed over something and then you actually stopped to listen to what God said. And then you went around the circle. So what did you hear? What did you hear? Sue, what did you hear? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just like in the context of like my world, my pot being stirred, God answering that question that I had just asked before coming to work with you guys was, um, yeah, man, I had no idea what I asked for. His pursuit yes. of your heart. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. It's beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. And it wasn't without having to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And, yes, like 20 years, you guys, like yep. 20 mm-hmm. years. And so it doesn't come overnight. <laughs> right. Right. Fits and starts, dry periods and lush periods. But the change is when we realize my heart matters. My heart matters. And so I'm going to join God in the fight for my heart and for intimacy with him and for all that he is bringing. And so that's our prayer today. That's our prayer today. Lover of my soul. It was Wesley's beautiful song, Jesus, lover of my soul. Show me. Show me that my heart matters to you. Show me how you were coming for me as a child. Yes, God. In the things that you were romancing my heart with that I did not yet know was you. And show me where the fight is for my heart today. Is it, is it getting out from resignation? Is it getting out from cynicism or fear? Come, Lord. Come in the fight for my heart and show me how to partner with you, follow you, yes to you, for the full recovery of my heart and our intimacy, our life together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.